Um, look, the title was uh, Supremacy. I, could, I looked, I looked, I couldn't find anything. I don't know. So, so we'll just we'll do the best we can. We'll do the best we can. Um, okay, so let's. Uh, I guess before we start talking about any uh, halachic implications of this, of the split between Sfarim and Ashkenazim and the different halachas and Minhagim that arise from it, let's just take the, the scenic route a little bit and figure out how we got here before we talk about what, the, what, the, what, what some of the actual differences are. So. I think I'll start with a few, a few different like uh, stories that I noticed over the years of outsiders commenting on the split. For example, I saw that uh, in, in the year 1927, the mandatory, the mandate government of, of, of Eretz Yisrael at that time, which was run by the British, decided to found the institution of the chief rabbinate. The first chief rabbis were, existed before the state existed. So in 1927, Sir Herbert Samuel, who was in charge, he was like the governor of, of, of uh, Palestine at that time, decided to found the chief rabbi. And in his, uh, in his research, while he was trying to found it, he realized that it was going to be very difficult to find one person who everyone could agree on to be the chief rabbi. The primary problem that he ran into was that Svardim wouldn't respect an Ashkenazi chief rabbi, and Ashkenazim wouldn't respect a Svardic chief rabbi. And he writes in a letter in English, you... you uh, he writes in English, he says as follows, he says, it's extremely frustrating for me to see how these Jews, with what me appears to be mamish, the most minor of differences, can't seem to get on the same page with each other, and no one's good enough for both of them. That's what, uh, that's what he writes. So he's like, a, he's Jewish, rather, but he's as Jewish as, uh, as a guy. And observing from the outside, he's saying that he can't understand why, they, to him, they appear to be mamish the same. He can't figure out why they can't get on the same page and elect one chief rabbi. At the Hachtara of the first chief rabbis, which was uh, the, the Sephardic chief rabbi was Rabbi El Yasher, and the, the, the Ashkenazi chief rabbi was Rav Kook. Rav Kook got up and he spoke, and he said he, he was mine he, he was all the times throughout the Jewish tradition where leadership was split. He spoke about the Shvatim, he spoke about the Zugis, he spoke about many different times in Chazal and Gemara where leadership was split between two people, Ravina and Rashi, Rav and Shmuel, Rav and Abaya. He went through an entire like a sidra of how throughout Yiddishkeit there's always been a, a split between you know several leaders together and Fakat this is Gufar Maseira to have that that every group should have its own leader and it's not it's not a negative thing at all. Uh, another such uh, such thing I found was in uh, in the early 1500s England we want we spoke about the riots in York you know uh, a few months ago already. So after the riots in York, shortly following that, England passed an edict where they kicked all the Jews out of the country of England. No Jews were allowed in England. Now, for a few hundred years, there was no Jews in England, until in the early 1500s, Menashe ben Yisrael, um, who was a, a, a Spanish uh, Murano Jew, he was raised as a Catholic, and then eventually he comes back to being fully Jewish. He's machaber several svarim. So Menashe ben Yisrael begins to petition Oliver Cromwell, the king of England at that time in the early 1500s, to allow Jews back into England. And we have the, we have the correspondence recorded because Menashe and Yisrael put it in his farm, the correspondence that he had with the English government. And in it, Oliver Cromwell or his people send Menashe and Yisrael a, a letter with 15 bulletin points of critiques about the Jews, things that are negatives about the Jews and why Mimela, the English populace, doesn't want to have Jews there. And the interesting thing to me was to know was that he goes through them, you know, line item by line item, and some of them he answers, and some of them he says, it's a mistake, that's not a Jewish custom, it's, it's a toys, you know, you don't think. And by a few of them he says, that's just Ashkenazim, Svardim don't have those customs. 
That's his, he was a Svartian, but a few of them, that's his answer to the, to the king of England. Is, that's Ashkenazi customs, of course. They, they, they're peasants. I'm saying, Svartim don't do that, and we deserve to be allowed into the country. The first communities that were allowed back into England in the, in the early 1500s were Svartic communities, and only uh, 100 years later did some Ashkenazim join these Kahilas in England and, and, and eventually take it over. Eventually it became a primarily Ashkenazi community, but it started with Svartim like that. Um, I saw a story of Yosef when in, 19, in 1957, the Spanish, uh, the, the country of Spain was uh, feeling after the reparations from the Holocaust, after people were making amends, so to speak, for the, the horrible atrocities that were committed against the, the Jewish populace. So the king of Spain felt that it was time for the Spanish monarchy to make amends with, with the Jews that they kicked out, you know, hundreds of years ago, hundreds of years before, hundreds of years before that. And what they were proposing was that there should be an automatic right of return. Any Jew who could prove that he's of Spanish origin, that he has even a grandfather or a great-grandfather who's of Spanish origin, will automatically be entitled to Spanish citizenship. Now, that was a very beneficial thing for Israeli Jews because Israel's tax code is, uh, is debilitating and the Spanish tax code was a little friendlier. And there was plenty of Israeli Jews, Israeli Sephardim, Jews of Sephardic origin, who wanted to to you know, prove they have some sort of Sephardic heritage, they'd be entitled to, to Spanish citizenship, and then they have a tax break. So Rebbe Yosef, who was a youngish man at that time, had a meeting with uh, Juan Carlos, the Prince of Spain, to discuss the, you know, the idea of, of, of following through. It, it ends up that Spain does grant, Spain, Spain does grant automatic citizenship to, to Jews, and a whole tumult arises in the Paiskim if there's a cheirim to go back to Spain, which is maybe a topic we should revisit at a different time. Maybe worth discussing if there if there is a cheirim to return to Spain or not. But Rebadi in his meeting with the Spanish king, so he says <laughs> they're discussing it, and the king asks him, from what he could understand from his research, when when we call Svardim, they're not all Svardim. They're the Edot Mizrach. They come from the whole Mugrab. They come from Egypt. They come from Algeria, Tunisia, Morocco, uh, you know, and etc. They come from so many different places. Why are they called Svardim? And and the what Rivadi explained to him, I think, is very relevant to us. Rivadi explained to him as follows. He says, you should know that when you talk about sects in Judaism, like Svaradim and Ashkenazim, we're very different than other sects and other religions. He says, when you have a sect, two different sects of, 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 of uh, Christians, let's say you have the Catholics and the Protestants, their machlekes is be'ikr in the ikri hadas. They're only arguing about the ikri hadas. Their machlekes is how exactly to look at their God, what exactly the, the way to perceive Him, to look at Him. The Machleksim are all about Ikri Adas, and almost nothing is about practical life. In regards to living, what's the difference of Protestant to Catholic? We all, they're all the same. They, the rituals are the same, basically. The Machleks is only purely in Ikri Adas, and how to exactly define who their God is. He said, by us, it's exactly the opposite. When it comes to Ikri Adas, when it comes to defining who is a Jew, what is a Jew, what our relationship that Kaddish Baruch was that Hashem revealed Himself at Arsina and gave us a Torah. On that we agree 100%. There's zero daylight between the sects in Judaism, between Sardim and Ashkenazim in that. He says, Fakir, our machleksim are all in practical minhagim, in cultural anhaga, in how things developed over the years in different minhagim of different areas. And, and Mamela, we're much more united than we are divided. And, and so he said, so the king asked him, so, but why are they called Svardim? They should be called something else. They're not all from Spain. So he told him, and this, you know, take it or leave it, maybe this is the reason, maybe it's not the reason. He said, the reason why they're called Svaradim is because the Iker Halachas that they follow is the Halachas of the Rambam, who was born in Cordoba in Spain. And therefore, it's like, it's a derecheret to the Rambam, whose Halachas they follow, they all call themselves Svaradim. And the king was very impressed by this, uh, this conversation. And, and what follows is that, that Spain <coughs> does grant a law of return to, to all Jews of Spanish origin, and, 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 and that happens. Now, 
with that akdama in mind, that we're, we're much more similar than we are different, let's try to figure out where the difference Bukhal stamps from in the first place. Where does it start, these different menhagim, these different halachas that we have between Svarim and Ashkenazim? So I'm going to say over some things, some of them might be well known, for that I apologize, some of them are less well known. But uh, the Rambam in the Hakdama to, to, to the Yad, in the beginning of Sefer Mada, the Rambam has a, a famous Hakdama, it's a, you know, very, an exceptional Hakdama describing Mesir Satayra. And the Rambam starts as follows, he says, all the mitzvahs that were given to Moshe Rabbeinu B'Sinai, Pirushan Nitna, everything was given to Moshe. Moshe understood everything, all the mitzvahs with all the Pirushan, every mitzvah that the Rambam is going to describe in the entire 14 books of Yad HaChazaka are all things that were given to Moshe Rabbeinu. And they were passed down from, uh, from, from uh, Rebbe to Talmud, and then the Rambam continues and he says, he says, he goes through a little bit the Ishtalshlus. He starts with the Mishnah Navis, Moshe gave it to Yeshua, Yeshua was a Kainim, was a Kainim. You know, he goes through the Ishtalshlus of Mesir's Hatayra, but he, he breaks it down in much greater detail. And, and the Rambam brings every Rebbe and every Talmud, and then he brings the Masadri HaMishnah, who wrote the Mishnayis, Rebbe and his Talmudim, then the Masadri HaGemara, the Yushalmi was Rabbi Yechron and his Talmudim, the Babli was Rabbi Yechron and Rashi and his Talmudim. And, and to me, this is the the main line over here, he says, Nimtza, and this is the Ramam, is, is what gives us such an ability to, to you know, to believe the Messiah Satera as we have it today. He says, Nimtza, says the Ramam as follows, Nimtza, Mirav Ashi, Ad Moshe Rabbeinu, Arba'im Ish. From Rav Ashi, all the way up, meaning the Chesim HaTalmud, from the end of the Gemara Babli that we have still today, which we know is untouched, because we have, I mean, for the large part, for the most part untouched, meaning because we have, you know, Kisviyadis and all the things. So till the Babli that we have, that we're learning still today, from the Babli to Moshe Rabbeinu is 40 men, says the Rambam. Rav Ashi, to Rabbah, to Rav Huna, to Rav Yechanan, Rav and Shmuel, to Rabbeinu HaKadosh, to Rav Shimon his father, Rav Gamliel his father, Rav Shimon his father, Gamliel Hazakin, and it goes on, Shmai of Avtalian, Yehuda Vashimon, Yeshua Venita, Yosef Tignesish Seicho, Tzifanya, Chabakuk, Menachem, he continues, Achia, etc., etc., all the way up to Moshe Rabbeinu, and then the 40th Moshe Atayra, the number of men that the Rambam puts, the 40th Moshe Atayra is Me'im Hashem Yisrael. So it's a beautiful chain that the Rambam's crafting to show the, 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 you know, the pride and, and, the, and the ability to trust our Masari that we have, where the Rambam could show you that it's literally 40 people, Ishmi Piyish, Rabmi Pitalmud, who accepted it, and the 40th Moisei Atayra, the beginning Moisei Atayra, is that Kaddish Baruch Alein by, by Harsinai. She says, Kalelu Chacham Maniskarim, Hem All these 40 Chacham that are a masker, these are the G'dayle Adairis. Mehem Rashi Yeshivas, some of them Rashi Yeshivas, Mehem Rashi Galias, some of them Rish Galusas, Mehem Sanhedrin Agdayla, some of them sat on an actual Sanhedrin, some of them didn't. The Imam Bechal Davidar, and together with each one of them, at every generation, Alafim Murevavis Shashamu Mehem V'Imam. Thousands and tens of thousands of people who learned and heard from them and were part of the transmission of the Messiah Satayr in every dar. It says, Ravina Nirvashi, the Seif Chachmeh Talmud. Ravashi is the one who's Messiah the Talmud, fine. Then he continues on and he says, he says, so this is the Messiah, this is how we got, how we, how we got the Gemara. And Mimele, he says, anything that's Musker and Ababli is, is, uh, is a chayv on every yid to follow. Anything that's mentioned in the Gemara Ababli, which has the shtemple of Ravina Ravashi, which means it has the shtemple of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because it's passed down directly from Moshe Rabbeinu from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is mechayv on every Jew to accept. So, and this is the famous Ramam where the Ramam writes that anything that's Halachal Mishmissina, anything that comes from Halachal Mishmissina, is not possible to have Machlikas in it. You can't have Machlikas in something that comes from Halachal Mishmissina because it comes directly from, from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How can you have Machlikas in something that Hashem Himself said? Now, the problem is, I'm just digressing here for a second, the problem is that there are, by the count of the Chavaziyar, there are 62 times in Shas where there's a Machlikas in Halachal Mishmissina. 
And, and because of that, the Chavzera has a long tshuva to explain how those are not really in the halacha. Shem Sinai, I mean, he goes through each sugya and shows how there's like a later addition to the, to the halacha, and in that halacha there's a machlekes. But Khalilu, that in a halacha that's an actual halacha from Sinai, there can't be a machlekes because it comes from Moshe, but from, from HaKadosh Baruch himself. So then, then says the Rambam, so where does the room for machlekes arise? So says the Rambam as follows, V'acha bezdina shoravashi, nisfazru Yisrael b'chol ha'umas. Yisrael was dispersed amongst all the nations. Pizer, yes, sir, much more dispersals than they, than they had suffered before that. They reached the far-flung corners of the earth and to different islands and all different areas. And there was much uh, fight and angst in the world at that time. And the ability to travel easily from one corner to the other corner, meaning from Jews from here to reach Jews from there, became much, much more difficult. And the entire... Limud of Tamatera took a big downturn. Klaisel didn't have the ability anymore to gather together in groups of thousands or tens of thousands to transmit the Torah one generation to the other and to learn it with each other. There was literally a few, uh, a with a small yeshiva here, a with a small yeshiva there. There was no ability to have large scale transmission anymore of the Torah. Says and and he says any bezdin that arose a provincial bezdin wherever it was that arose in some far flung corner of the earth that had its community the gazar and it made gzera yhiskin yhinig lebnei medinasay and made a rule or a takano or they instructed what the halacha should be to their medina to their area um, their actions the 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 you know litigious actions of the bezdin wasn't dispersed amongst Gans Klal Yisroh. Because of how far, how distant they lived from each other, and how, and, and the inability to travel. And he says, Each one of these Batidinim are essentially Yechidim in every far-flung province. They don't even have the ability to, to force someone from another area to follow their Dinim and their Halachas. You're just the bezdin of, of this town. You're just the bezdin of this town. You don't have the ability to impose your rules and your, your Havana of Torah on everybody. You don't tell one bezdin to make the gzera follow suit, follow the bezdin, the other bezdin's gzera. Because every bezdin became independent. And basically, the more important than their independence, every bezdin became minor. There was no bezdin anymore that had the, the shtemple of Gans Klaisel, that had the shtemple of being everyone holds of this. This is what everyone accepted. It became far flung. Every bezin became minor, and a minor bezin doesn't have the right to impose its tzakim and its dinim and its havanas and xeris on Gans Klaisra. So, so Mamela says the Rambam, when this happened, he says, so Shailas arose, and there's many questions and many rooms for machlekes and many discrepancies between the halacha that's here and the halacha that's there and the halacha that this goyin says and this goyin says and they don't, there's no way to any more craft a coherent, you know, mosaic of one picture where everyone could agree that this is the Torah. So says the Rambam, because of this problem, I felt the need to put together a Sefer that would, that would encompass in it. He says, I, I felt the need to put together a Sefer that would encompass in it all the halachas, how I see them, how I see the halachas should be. Kilu, the best and the brightest of what the Ga'inim contributed to the Chachmah Talmud, the best and the brightest of how the Halacha arrives to us today. And I put them all in one Sefer, so the Laman Yaret Sakaira person could read it and he could know all the Halachas that he needs to do. And says the Rambam, because of this, I chose to not include, and we know this, 
any Maram Mekaymas in the Rambam. The Rambam is unique in that way. The Rambam is from the first Svarim that, well, meaning, I'll explain what I mean. The Rif doesn't have Maram Mekaymas, but the Rif is written, Apisei Talmud. So you look, it's, it's Babakama, Parakimel. So you look, Babakama, Parakimel. You know exactly where the Rif is coming from. The Rambam made his own Seder. The Rambam was Masadir Svarim, Kifi the Yudal Chalakim that we have from the Rambam. Says the Rambam, I, I, on purpose, I, I omitted any sources so that you shouldn't get drawn into the machleksim that exist and the whole backstory of every one of these dinim. I saved you that work. I sifted through the best and the brightest of all the galenim and and with that I present to you the halacha masur v'yidene, says the Rambam. So now, now, we know that, uh, for lack of a better word, the Rambam was unsuccessful in this call. The Rambam wasn't, wasn't able to provide uh, organized, uh, agreeable psak for Gantz Kleisrol. Like, if anything, the Rambam becomes the jumping off point, the buses of endless, endless more machleksim and the unim. This probably has come out no svarim that have been written on as extensively as the Rambam. The Rambam becomes just the newest uh, uh, threshold for, for, for machleikis. So, right here on the Hakdama is the first machleikis Rambam Raivit. The Raivit who attacks the Rambam throughout the entire Sefer, right here in the Hakdama is the first one. Says the Raivit, Amar Avram, the first one, Amar Avram, Zam Machaber Savar Latakin. He thought he'd fix. Vilaitikin, he didn't fix. Kihu Azav Darach Kala Machabrim. He left the route, the well traveled route of all other Machabrim who came before him. Asher Hayu Lafanov. Kihem Heviu Rayel Devreim. They brought proofs and sources for their words. The Kasvar Advarim B'Shem Amram. They brought the name of the person who said it before them. Vahiyilu B'Zeh Tayelas Ketayelas Gedayla. And they helped with that. A great Tayelas. Why? He says, Kipahamim Rabbis many times. Yala leva dayin, it could arise on the heart of the dayin, oiha oiser vahamatir, or someone who's permitting or prohibiting something, ladin or lahatir, may rayasa mi He has a raya from one place. I have a raya from Mugmarba Makava, of a kama that the din in, in Shaila X should be azai. Makamech, um, and, and said chacham me in this case, who's paskining on this din from Mugmarba Makava, layada ki ish gadom imenu. I'm unaware that Rabbi Yashiv already spoke on the Indian and brought a riot from the Gemara and Yavamis, something different. I'm partially not aware of the whole shlemus of the sugya. That's the cheres makamachik. You call him a farshim, him shavim. There's no organized opinion amongst all the all the farshim. And if I would know that someone much bigger than me already spoke on the matter and said something else, so I'd certainly be mivatal das. I'd say, oh, I, I didn't realize I made a mistake. Allah is like Rabbi Yashiv says, I made a mistake. So vaata. It says now someone who's learning the Rambam Sefer, He says, Me, the learner, I don't know, why should I change my mind? Because you say so. It says either says the Ravid, I have a psak on, on a topic on, in para, I say the din is azai. Come, I read the Rambam. The Rambam says in para the din is a different din. Mechatesa, why do I have to listen to you? My sugya came out like this. Mainly you tell me there's a sugya elsewhere that comes out differently. It's okay, I'll analyze the source material and I'll I'll change my mind. If someone bigger than me says something. But just because this is how you bring down, I'm not going to be chayzer because of that. He says, Let me decide. Why should I, says the Rav, my opinion? Because of his opinion. We're both just opinions trying to collect the sources amongst, amongst the sources. And, and uh, I'm not willing to, to be that. So, he says, and this is the crux, this is the line that's important to us. He says, Says the Rambam presents it as if through the Tkufa Sagainim, there was some sort of like shtalshos uh, where the Gainim came to certain conclusions. He says there are plenty of things with the Gainim themselves. This Machaber, meaning the Rambam, chose one strain of them. 
like some of the Why should I be subject to, to listen to his choosing? And I don't agree with his outcomes. And he says, and, and we know we know how this how this uh, relationship continues throughout the rest of the Sefer. We've been uh, we've been zayichet to have many of the machlekes in Ramam Ravid. They make for some of the most uh, you know intense sugis in the Ramam Ravid. So now what the Ramam what what the Ramam writes to us is very valuable. The Ramam describes the fracturing of halacha and klai The Ramam describes how over time, as as klai becomes more diffuse and spreads out, the fracturing begins to happen. Now the Ramam tried to be misakin it and kilu choose the best. And the brightest of all the Gainim and figure out what the Pesachim should be, but jumps in the Ravid right away, and we know that this is Taka how, how, how it's gone since then. He said, No, Mechatesa, you don't get to choose one side over the other, and I disagree, there's Machleksim amongst the Gainim themselves, and Mechatesa, this is the right way. So now, so now, these Machleksim amongst the Gainim that the Ravid is referring to, so, so what are they? What, what, what is this, this uh, Kilu, two different Minhagim that the Ravid already seems to be described? The Ravid seems to be remote, telling us that. Predating my machlekes of the Rambam, predating a thousand years ago, there's already grace and machlekesim amongst the Minhagim and the Ga'inim. So there's a sefer, and this is not a well-known sefer. There's a sefer called Sefer Achilukim Shemim Babel Artisral. It's uh, you won't find it on any shelf in any base madrash. It's a very uh, unknown sefer. The Marshal felt it was so important that in the original edition of the Amshel Shleimah and the end of Abakama, he prints. Uh, you know, paper was expensive, ink was expensive, it was his Sefer, his magnum opus, he was putting out his thing. He felt it so important that he, he copied the Sefer Chalukim from Babel Yisrael and puts it on the last few pages of Babakama in the Yam Shalimah. Today it's not there anymore, but in the first edition of the Yam Shalimah it was there, the Marshal knew of it. Now, it's basically, it's a Sefer, it's from the Tukufa Zagayinim, we don't know exactly who wrote it, it's a Sefer from the Gainim that describes 51 Chalukim in Minhagim between the Kihilis that followed the, the Goyin of Eretz Yisrael and Kehilas that followed the Goyin of Bava. Now, you'll notice something interesting in it. The Rishonim, amongst the Rishonim, the Sefer is widely quoted, meaning it's quoted in, in many, many Rishonim many times. But you'll notice a very interesting thing. The only Rishonim that quoted are Ashkenazim. The, this Kemat, with, with one exception, only the Ramban, who Pashas knew of it from, from Vaiter Ashkenazim, only the Ramban, but, but, but only Ashkenazi Rishonim quote the Sefer. No Svarati Rishayim quote the Sefer. So it's a Sefer that was describing the Chilukim of the Minig between Eretz Yisrael and Babel, meaning Babel was Kilu, the standard Minig. And this was a Sefer showing in 51 places where we divert from the Minig of Babel and we do like the Minig Eretz Yisrael, like the Gainim of Eretz Yisrael. Some of it's based on the Yerushalmi, some of it's not based on the Yerushalmi, but we do like the Minhagim of Eretz Yisrael. And this is a Sefer that only Chachmei Ashkenaz had, only Ashkenazi Rishayim have, and only they quote it. So again, you see another Kilu occurrence of an earlier split amongst the Ga'inim of different Minhagim. So now, now the, 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 the split, so now we've isolated Akhapanim uh, location. So now it seems like the split starts from Ga'inim Eretz Yisrael to Ga'inim Babel. That's the first time you find the split that the Ravid is describing amongst the Psachim and the Ga'inim have location. So now I'll just, I'll just quickly chart for you the, the, the two chains of transmission and how that brings us to where we have Sarah Ashkenazim today. So now, I don't know if that's familiar, there's a Sefer called the Sefer HaKabbalah from the Ravid. Now, it's not the Ravid, this Ravid. There's, there's three Ravids that, that we have Svarim from. There's, the first Ravid is Rabbi Rami bin Dawid. He's more of a historian than a Tamil Chacham, meaning he's a Tamil Chacham also, but his primary contribution is history. He writes the history of Klai Yisrael. The second Ravid is the Eshkol, which is uh, Ravid is Rabbi Rami Bezdin. That's the Eshkol. And he is the father-in-law of the third Ravid, 
That's the Ravid on the Rambam, which is Rabbi Avram ben David. So we have Rabbi Avram ibn David is Ravid, Rabbi Avram Abbezdin is Ravid, and Rabbi Avram ben David are, 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 is Ravid. We have three Ravid. So the first Ravid has a famous tale. It's made it to all the, the Jewish uh, you know, history books since then, amongst the, the greatest you know, people bring it down, where he writes about how the transmission of Torah happened from Bavel to, to, the, to the Arab lands and to Svar. And, and I'll, I'll just read it from you, I brought it. Um, he writes as follows. It's a, it's a famous story, I'm sure people are familiar with it. He writes that uh, there was a boat that was traveling from the island of Bari to, uh, to unknown, to we don't know where, and it was set upon by pirates. He has names here from, uh, the pirate's name was Abu Rahman, who was a king of the, of the, of the uh, was a, a messenger from the king of Spain, whose name was El Rahman El Nazar. He says, the pirates set upon the boat, and on the boat was Arba Chachamim Gedolim, who were traveling in Medina's Bari, Medina Nikras, Safsatin. We don't know where Safsatin is. We don't have any knowledge of this area that he's discussing. But this is something that's written, uh, I don't know, 950 years ago. It's a long time ago the rabbit's writing this. And he writes, there was four Chachamim G'daylam who were traveling on this boat. The Chachamim Elu L'Achnasas Kala HaYolachim. They were going to collect money for a Kala. The Kabash Aben Rachman Haniyah, Aben Rachman captured this boat and he captured these Chachamim. He says one of them was Rav Chushiel, the father of Rabbeinu Chananel. One of them is Rav Moshe, the father of Rabbeinu Chanoich. He was there together with his wife and his son Rabbeinu Chanoich. And the, shli, the third one was of Shmari ben Rebel Hanan, and the fourth one, we don't know his name. And now this is the tragic part, he says, and the, the pirates immediately tried to take the wife of Ramesha, the mother of Rabbeinu Chanaich, and take her with them. She cried out to her husband, Rabbeinu Moshe, and she said, she asked him, and Kaidish, and she said, if I jump into the water, will I have Tchiyas Amesim? If I jump into the water, will I have Tchiyas Amesim? He says, Hashem, he quoted our Pasuk that the Gemara and Gittim brings for a similar story. Hashem mi bashan ashiv, ashiv mi yam. Someone who is in the bowels of the sea, Hashem says, I'll return him. And, and uh, she jumps over the side and she drowns and she dies. That's, uh, that's, that's it. So now the story continues. He says, They didn't tell a soul that they were grace to the Chachamim. They were just quiet. They were Jewish captives. He says, and uh, eventually, the, as was the, the meaning of that day, the pirates would try to ransom the Jewish captives amongst Jewish communities as they travel. So he says, they sold Shmaria in Alexandria of Mitzrayim, in Alexandria of Egypt, that's where he was sold. And from there, he went to Mitzrayim, to Fustat, which is the old city, you know, where, where the, the Jews lived there, he became the Rosh Hashiva there. He was a great Satan He says, they sent Rav Chushiel, they sold, sold Rav Chushiel into Africa, which is, I think, Tunis is where he ended up. Misham al Medina's Kirawan, which is Karawan, which is in Tunis, where Rabbein Hananel eventually his son Rabbein Hananel ends up opening a primary yeshiva for Klal Yisrael, where some of the greatest going of the Rimagash and the Rif and Rabbein Nisim learn there, and that becomes like a primary yeshiva for the for 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 Svarad. And uh, the, the and the third one he says ended up in Cordoba in Spain. That's uh, fine, and he continues. Now he rather says a funny story just. Just now, I'm worth saying over. He says in Cordoba, where they landed, so he says the Dayan who was there was Reb Nassim Chassid. He was the Dayan in Shul. And uh, when Reb Moshe and Reb Chanayich slunk into the back as captives and sat down in the back row, the Dayan, Reb Nassim Chassid, was in the middle of saying a shir. And he said as follows he had a kasha. He says, the Mishnah in Yuma says that uh, on Yom Kippur, there was not more than Chamesh 
tibulim and asara tefilas. Five dippings and, and ten other kinds of dippings. But he found the stira that the mission and, and the dippings, the tibulim that it's referring to in that Mishnah is the Kainzadal being titled himself in the mikvah. That's what it's referring to. He went ten times to the mikvah. He found the stira, and this is what he was talking about in the Shedra. He said, Avakasha. Mishnah Numa also says, I'll call Hazav Hazav Tzarech Tvilah. Every Hazav that you make on Mizbech, you need to be titled. He says, Do the math. We count. Achas Vachas, Achas Shtayma. Call Hazav Hazav. It's way more than ten Tvilas. And he was tumbling back and forth, and he couldn't have an answer until Ravina Moshe in the back raised his hand and he said, You know, Lanias Daiti, the Tarot says that the Tvilas, in this Mishnah, is referring to Tvilas Mikvah. And the tfilis, this is all in here. And the tefillahs that, uh, that, uh, that you're referring to are tefillahs in the dam. And the two different tefillahs. And to his credit, Rabbi Nassim Dayan said, I'm way out of my league. We have a real Talmud Chacham over here. And from now on, I'm a Talmud and he's the Rebbe. And he put him up to Darshan and, 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 and he took over the tequila in Cordoba. So, so what the Ravid is telling us over here is how the transmission of four kilo b'siyat d'shmaya. Now, we don't know if this is exactly what happened. They're not exactly what happened, but the, what the Rav is telling us that Hakadosh Baruch was masaviv that that four grace Gainim from the school of the Gainim and Babel, from the Talmud Chacham and Babel, the Masayra of Babel, were dispersed in an unnatural way along the North African coast and Spain. They were dispersed in an unnatural way to be able to give over and to bring with them the Messiah of the Torah that was sorely lacking in the area. The people over there were Amarats, and they did, as we see, the Dayan, what an Amarats the Dayan was. So, I mean, that gives you an idea of what the, what the Hamaynam must have been holding by. And Kilu Mamash B'yad Hashem, they were dispersed along the coast over there to bring with them the Messiah of the Torah of Bavel and to bring Yenem Messiah to, to these areas. So that's the Kilo, the Svartic world. North Africa and Spain has the Messiah Satayr from Bavel brought by these four Ga'inim at the end of the Tkufa Sagainim. Now, there's a Tshuva from the Marshal in Tshuva Chavtes. The Marshal writes over there, someone asked him to, to tell us how the Torah got to, where it got to by you, by the Marshal. The Marshal says, I'll tell you the truth, I'm, I'm not a historian. I don't know who lived when and what, but based on my Pashat reading of Svarim, based on my reading of different Rishayim and Svarim, I've crafted a picture, and he, and, he, and he paints the picture that he gives. Now, obviously, the Rav Mashal's reading of Sarum was thorough enough that he, he has a proper transmission of, of, the, of the Gainim. So now the Mashal writes, in a similar, the Mashal writes, Mashal writes that he starts with the guy at the end of the Tkufus Gainim. He says, Rav Haigain kibotarim rav shuri gain aviv, Rav Haigain was, got smicha to be a Gain when he was 20 years old. And then he says, Misham That's the end of the Tkufus Gainim, there's no more Gainim. Rabbeinu Gershim Maragaylo, who's on the side of our Gemara, Rabbeinu Gershim Maragaylo, who's from the first of the, of the Rishayim and Ashkenaz, from the first of the Rishayim and Ashkenaz, Rabbeinu Gershim Maragaylo, Kibbal Meir of Hai, he, was, he accepted the Torah from Rav Hai, then Rashi, and he continues, Masar Leveliyo Azak, and he continues, and it goes on and on, until he brings it all the way to his dar. All the Gershim Ashkenaz from there to his dar. So, so what the Mashal is describing for us is how a different Masera, a different strain of Gainik Masera that came from of high, from Rav Shrira to Rav Hai to Rabbeinu Gershim to Rabbeinu Gershim's Tamidim to Rashi to his Tamidim to Balei Ataisis to etc. Came, came from there. Now we don't know that that stream is more um, Eretz than the other stream because Rav Haigen was is very much part of the stream of, of the Gaine Babel also. But Akhlepanim there are, there are many who feel that the, the, the Earlier Sefer Chilukin Shemim Babel Eretz Yisrael is, is an incomplete description of the many halachic differences and minhagim differences that existed amongst these communities and how it was transmit, transmitted from, 
from uh, from the Ga'inim to Germany and from the Ga'inim to to Africa and Spain. And Mela, they both had an authentic uh, Messiah from the Ga'inim's Torah. And once they got to their remote locations, so now they were very separated from each other. And now, let's call it a thousand years ago, is where the real Chalukim and Minhagim and Halachas begins to develop, you know, in earnest. Where where these minor differences, meaning a lot of these Chalukim from Babylon, so you can look it up, you can find the Sefer on Anitzah Chachma, a lot of these Chalukim don't exist or have since been, everybody agrees like one side, meaning they're not a good enough explanation <laughs> of all the Chalukim and Hagim between Babel Arts Yisrael. They're just the idea that there was an earlier Chilik between Babel Arts Yisrael that made it to two different locations. And based on those two communities, much more Chalukim, you know, you know um, the, the develop over time. Now, um, so, so the Shmuz becomes about the Chaymer of Minhagim and how every Kehillah has to keep the Minhagim and how we pass like Minhagim. And, and I think the, we'll, we'll hold it here, but the next place to go with this is, is the Chayret to the to the Ramon, the Beis to the Ramon, the Machaber, the Beis which which um, they don't invent any of the Minhagim Chilik, but they codify it. I Meaning they put it all in one place, so that we could know now what happens. We got up to the, let's say the year a thousand now. The Ramon, the Beis are in the fifteen hundreds, so they will will put a capstone on the five hundred years of Minhagim and Chalukim that develop, you know, from after where we're talking. So I think the next place we'll go is talk about the Chaimer of Minhagim and and how these different uh, Minhagim and Maseris are codified in the Shulchan Aruch between the Ramon and the Machaber. Um, to be continued. Hi, guys.